There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, podcaster Belle Crawford. On the show, we're joined by longtime yoga teacher and author Lauren Walker. Lauren has been named one of the top 100 most influential yoga teachers in the US. Pretty impressive. And as a trauma survivor herself, has released her second book, The Energy to Heal. Find lasting freedom from stress and trauma through energy medicine yoga. Lauren takes us through a crash course and how we can heal trauma. What is energy medicine yoga and how does it work? Want to know how we can reprogram our patterns and response to stress and feeling overwhelmed and anxious? I know I definitely do. Find out in my conversation with Lauren. A quick note, this episode mentions experiences of sexual assault, not in detail, but it may be triggering to some people. I found chatting with Lauren super soothing and I know you're going to enjoy it as well. Let's get into it. Hey Lauren, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to spend some time in New Zealand today with you. So thanks for having me. Of course. Now tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. So I teach energy medicine yoga. I created energy medicine yoga several years ago and have written three books about it. My new book, The Energy to Heal, and I'm really excited about it and proud of it and feel like it's a really necessary thing in the world today. It's about overcoming stress and trauma in our lives. Yeah, we'll go through all of that soon, but take me back. Where did you grow up? And growing up, did you know what you wanted to do? Oh, that's a great question. And, and that's actually interesting because what you wanted to do as a, as a child is part of your healing. And so um, I, I love that you asked that. I don't get asked that very often. So actually growing up, I wanted to be an actor and that was what I was going for. And I went to university in New York City. I had had, you know, some definite challenging parts of my growing up. My parents divorced when I was quite young. That was a pretty of a, a traumatic experience for many years. So I, I went to university and I had a Me Too moment or experience that really derailed my whole life. I decided I did not want to be in front of the camera. I did not want to be in those situations ever again. And I wanted to hide out behind the camera and be a writer. Flash forward, you know, life is rich and full of all different kinds of experiences. Not long after that experience, um, after I graduated college and was starting to um, travel around the world, I, um, I lost my father. He died very young. He was 39 years old. He had a double brain aneurysm. And that was like the, the earth shattering for me. I had just graduated college. I was about to, you know, take off into the world and explore. And all of a sudden this a massive trauma experience happened. We had to actually take him off life support in the hospital. It was a full on really awful time of life. He died in December and the following July, I was on a plane to New Zealand. Why? I don't know. 
my dad had brought home some brochures from his travels years ago and I'd always kept the New Zealand one, more sheep than people. We used to joke about that all the time, that that might be a fun place for me. And he died and I went. And um, what was so fascinating is because of the time change and I didn't, this was not cognizant at all, I missed his birthday altogether that year. Did The day didn't even exist. I flew and while I was flying, his birthday happened in the first year that he was gone. And my spiritual awakening, renewal began in New Zealand. I was completely shattered and I landed in a little town in the South Island and a little community of people and healers and massively transformed my life. Like I would not be the person I am today had I not spent uh, almost a year living in Wanaka in the South Island and being exposed to some of the things that I've delved into more deeply. It is an indelible experience in my life and in my heart. I love, I love New Zealand so much. Oh, such a special place, part of the country. I was there earlier this year. It's beautiful. Lake Wanaka, you know, close to Queenstown, the beautiful mountains, very picturesque. And I'm sure it was a really incredible place for you uh, in a time of great healing as well. It really was. You know, I was I, I was teaching. I taught snowboarding at Cadrona and I skied at Treble Cone. I snowboarded. Back then I was snowboarding at Treble Cone. And um, there was a little, the town was much smaller than it is now. There was a little massage, we call it massage, but in New Zealand, massage parlor. Um, but it was not just massage, it was, um, we would go there and st I learned about astrology, I learned about energy, Reiki, meditation, breath work at this little shop called the center of the universe. And I did a fire walk in New Zealand, you know, walking on hot coals. I was exposed to such an alternative way of thinking about health, and myself and community, it was incredible. If it wasn't so far away from my family and home, I probably would never have left. Yeah, and then what happened next? What did you go on to do? Obviously that's where you learned a lot about these teachings and you know, probably led you on the path that you're on now. I continued on that spiritual and healing path and it was actually after that that I found yoga and started practicing yoga. So I first was tuned into all of these energy experiences and alternative healing techniques, rebirthing, just really um, sort of out of the box techniques, which I was exposed to so many living in New Zealand. And then I came back um, and was continually traveling over the world, found my way back to New York City and to yoga and learned a traditional yoga practice, which I then proceeded to practice and study and teach for years until I came to another crossroads. Life is so full of experiences and I kept drawing these traumatic experiences to me. And I'll share this with you and with your guests. If you have trauma in your life and you don't resolve it in some way, you don't find the tools to resolve it, you draw more trauma to you. That is um, part of the energetic experience of like drawing like, and you draw more of it to you. And so I kept drawing it to me and I found the energy work of Donna Eden. And that really put me on a trajectory of deep and lasting healing, transformative healing, and allowed me to find the tools to understand why this healing was happening, why it was so powerful, what was going on in my own body, mind, and spirit. And then how could I teach that to others? And had to use it like we all do, right? You've got the the pieces in front of you and what are you going to build with it? And this is what I built with it. Yeah. And we'll talk through all your work and what you've learned and everything you've done soon. We've all got trauma. I mean, everyone's different and, and how we handle it. Sometimes you may have even trapped it in your body, have forgotten it. You're protecting yourself. 
And it's not until you realize that you need to deal with it that you do. Like you say, challenges keep coming up. So if you don't mind sharing, and I know it's very personal, what sort of things kept happening to you that showed you that you needed to address and heal your trauma? The experiences were varied. I had a a couple of Me Too experiences, as most women that I know have had. I had a really intense relationship that ended um, with uh, a death by the police in Canada that was spread all over the papers all across the country. That was the worst. That was the biggest and the worst and the publicity behind it and the um, the lies and just all of it was, that was the horrific piece. It was sort of that operatic level of that trauma that I was like, okay. And this wasn't at that moment. At the moment I crawled into bed and, and just tried to will myself to die, right? That's exactly what I did for like a year. And then I thought, okay, I'm not, that's not gonna work. You can't just wish yourself to death. Did I really not wanna be alive anymore? And I had to really examine that and was using these tools and these energy tools and yoga tools that I had already learned and studied. I'd already published two books, but this was so much bigger than all of that. It was like, okay, I've got to really dig. I'm coming to the answer to your question because one of the last pieces for me that kind of clicked it into place to let me know that I had a system that I could use again and again for anything that came up was this understanding of field theory. So we have energy systems that run us. We have nine distinct energy systems that run the body. And we are electromagnetic beings, right? We put off electrical charge and electrical fields, which means we have a magnetic field around us. That's been proven by science. That's not in dispute. So this idea of fields governing our lives and our bodies, and that exists in many ways that we don't think about, like gravitational fields. We are subject to the gravitational field. You are not going to walk upside and float off the ground. You are subject to the fields of gravity. You don't see them, but they exist and they affect you. And this is the same for all of these energy fields as well. So there's a field that keeps your habits to you. That's a good thing. You don't have to relearn how to start your car every time you get in it. But it's not a good thing if you're trying to quit smoking or drinking or eating sugar or any of those things. And This is an emotional field as well and an energetic field. So if you have trauma, that's an energy that is like an energetic disruption to the fields that are supposed to be in harmony that run you. It's like the signal coming from the radio station. If that is not in harmony, you're going to hear that static. (laughs) Hello, you're on 103.0, right? (laughs) So that's what you're hearing if you've had trauma. And what that does is it creates this field that draws more of it to it. So if you have trauma, you don't deal with it, that energy draws more. So I would have this relationship and then another relationship just as bad and then another one just as bad. And then I would feel like, okay, I'm gonna do better this time. And you know, the easiest way to think about that is in relationships because so many of us do that pattern, right? Oh my goodness, are we dating the same person again? Like really, did you not learn anything from the last person? It's not that you didn't learn anything from the last person, it's that you've got this field that is holding that same traumatic experience to you and drawing the same one to you again until you can release it. You've got to let that energy go and be free of it. And once I did that and used the tools that I write about that the program in this book, everything shifted. I just stopped. I I got out of the trauma field and I got into a different field. And I call the field I got into the field of magic because things just started to happen and kept happening that were good, that were beautiful, that were 
um, fulfilling and sustaining and gratifying. Mm. And so that was the, the shift that I made. And that was the missing link of understanding how these energy fields interact and how we can interact with them and influence them because that's the whole, that's the whole name of the game. Yeah. What was that aha moment like for you when you thought, no, we're going to make some changes here and things clicked for you and you started to work it out. What was that like? Were you sort of at a crossroads where you're like, we're not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm sick of this and we're not going to wallow anymore. We are going to make some changes. What did that look like for you? You know, I wish it was that empowered. <laughs> um, I really do because it wasn't. I was at the bottom of the bottom and um, resigned. I was like, this is where I am. And I was actually going off to teach at a retreat center in Canada. And this was uh, several years ago. So, and I had, I couldn't find my passport and I could only find an expired passport. And I was like, I don't know, I, I, we have to go. We have to leave now to 10 hour, 12 hour drive to get to the border. We have to go. I don't have my passport. We're just gonna have to wing it and see what happens. And I had said to my assistant as we were going, I said, just to let you know, I'm in a horrible place right now. I am miserable. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. I know I need to go teach, but I have nothing. That's just how it is. I'm miserable. Thank you for coming to help me. We will make it through this week. And she was like, okay, <laughs> buckle in because we're going to go for a ride. And we got to the border and not knowing if we would even make it over the border because of my expired passport. There was some incident that they were looking for a red car with you know, something very specific. And so as we came through, the border agent took the passports, took a cert, walked around the car, looked at the car. What are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're going up to this island. Okay, great. Handed us back the passports and waved us through. And we looked at each other like, did that just happen? Did we just get waved through? Did she not even look at my expired passport? And it was that little moment of like, that doesn't happen. That's kind of like, that doesn't happen. You don't get waved through, that doesn't happen. That we both started to like, okay, let's pay attention. Little by little on that trip, all of these little things started to happen that the magic was undeniable. It was beyond, we, I mean, it started to be, we were like, if we said something, it would happen. Like, you know, I really wish that I could have a lobster roll right now. And like, boom, there'd be a stand right there on the side of the road, like fresh lobster rolls. Like it was that kind of thing that started to happen. By the time I was ready to teach, I had shaken through and shaken off this belief that I was not ever going to get out of this pattern that I was never going to heal, that I was stuck here forever and that there was nothing I could do about it because what I was doing was having demonstrable effects. And then, so what happened from there? Like after that trip, you know, you said you were at the bottom of the bottom. Did that kind of give you some glimmers of, hey, things are, could turn around here? What did that look like? And then what happened? It did. Um, I, I started doing more, even more of this work, more dedicated, more deeply, more codified. Like, okay, what is it that I need to shift here? What is the pattern? What is the thought behind that? What is the experience that I need to release? And I kept doing more and more work. And then, you know, you come up against yourself and it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to look at that. You know, <laughs> and then I would like push on through and I had a lot of support. I had a lot of incredible teachers and guides that were helping me. The last piece was around relationship. And I did this, this work again, a lot of what I write about in the book. And I started to peel back the layers of understanding what I had been um, drawing to myself, what I had been expecting of myself in the world and, and how I could shift that. And I came to this moment where I thought, 
I'm at peace. Like, I love my life is so good. All of these incredible things are happening. I'm finally released from that angst and that trauma is gone. I feel joyful and happy in my life. I can now help people again because I'm not so in my own way. And I thought if my life never changes, if it's just like this, just how it is right today, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And the next day I'm at who's now my husband. Once I fully surrendered to the beauty that was, that existed in every moment and stopped dragging along even a little bit of that story that I had been stuck in. I let it go. I surrendered into the beauty that life always has. It's always optional, right? There's always something beautiful. Even at the bottom of the barrel, there's something beautiful. I was available to the magic. Mm. I was available and I recognized it and I allowed it and accepted it. And this isn't to say that challenges don't happen. I mean, constantly life is full. I could tell you right today, six things that are on my challenge chart, you know, but they're not throwing me down to despair and misery and I'll never get through this and this will always be like this. And because I have the tools to work with the emotional, physical and the energetic. What are some of those tools? And you talk about doing the work often with trauma, you know, you need help because it's deep and it's, it's not something you can just one day, it's just, you know, gone. You really have to work with someone or with yourself to, to clear it. So what were some of those tools that you use now and were using to get through that time? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And absolutely, you, you know, you can get through it alone. It is easier and more softer to have help going through. That's what this whole program is in this book, The Energy to Heal. It's a, a five-week program that takes you through very specific. Here's your issue. You put your issue into the practice. You go around the five, whether, whether it's five weeks, five days, five hours. It's the five you know, system process. And then your, your resolution comes out the end. How long does that five-step process take? For me, it took... I mean, it was years because I wasn't as organized as it is now, right? But the deepest healing was like, oh, it was a year and, and some maybe a year and a half. For some things, it takes longer. For some things, it doesn't take as long. It really is how much you commit to this practice. Some of the things are, are very easy. I can give you one tool right now that was one of the most profound. And it's so simple that you're going to think, all right, whatever this lady is talking about. Yeah, maybe this is too easy. It's probably not going to work because we think to heal trauma and heal stress, it's got to be this very intense, deep and, you know, complex process. This is the most powerful and the easiest and one that I still use to this day for reprogramming and interrupting what we call the limbic loop. So when you have a traumatic experience, if you don't disrupt and release that, the energy of it, it will continue to circle around and around and affect you physically and energetically. What I mean by that is, you know, maybe you had a fight with a girlfriend and you're like, oh, why did that happen? We were, it was so fun. We were supposed to go on this trip and now I don't know if I want to even hang out with her anymore. But what did she say? What did I say? Oh, okay, I got to go to work. Can't think about that the next day. What was that? What was going on? And every time you think about it, you circle, you circle through and you feel the same feeling that you felt originally when it happened. You feel crappy. You feel like you did something wrong or she did something wrong and you can't understand it and you don't feel good, right? So it's this charge of energy that just circles around and around. And that is the hallmark of PTSD. It's the experience isn't happening to you right now, 
but your mind is reliving it and the the metabolism of your body is reliving it again the exact same way same stress hormones flooding through your body okay so you want to interrupt that limbic loop the fight happened that fight's always going to be in the like history of your life i had a fight with that friend and this is the resolution but you don't have to have the charge that floods you with the stress chemicals every time you think about it so here is the stress interrupter one hand over your forehead like you're taking your temperature that's it okay so why does that work how is that even possible that is so simple when you go into stress response you're going to forget that you have that so i always have my sticky notes right on your sticky note hand to forehead to de-stress and put it where you get stressed out in your car in your office in the bathroom and your where you take your phone calls wherever you get stressed out because this interrupts the stress when you have a stress response the blood leaves your brain preparing you to fight or to run. That's the flight, fight, or freeze response. What happens when the blood leaves your head? You can't think. You can't think anymore. So your, your actions are all reflexive and reactive because you're not thinking. You're not thinking like, you know, this is not a good time for me to say that thought that just jumped into my head, or this is not a good time for me to do this. You know, you can't think like that because you're in stress response or in trauma response. So the first thing that it does is it keeps the blood in the forebrain so that you can think, you can think intelligently and you can take creative choices with your actions. That's the short one. I'm in stress and put my hand to my forehead. Huh, okay, I'm not stressed anymore. Now I'm gonna have this conversation or you know what? Now I'm not stressed anymore. I wanna sit with this overnight and I'll give you a call tomorrow and we can talk this through, right? But then maybe there's something that was longer or bigger or deeper in your life. This Me Too experience, for example, that I had that derailed my entire career, right? I'm not going for that anymore. I'm not going to be the big Hollywood this, the big Broadway that. I'm done with that whole dream. That's a huge, like, really? Wow. So if I rethought about that, I could go reduce to tears the same way I was when that experience happened. Or I sit with my head on my forehead and I replay the story. And after a time, the charge lessons and lessons. I've sat like this for hours sobbing about an experience that I just cannot release and it's so horrible and I feel so awful and the shame and the grief and the pain and the you, you know I mean you know right if you've been through trauma you know it rips through you. It's intense and you put your hand here and you cry and you feel this. It's your presence but it feels like another presence calming you. It's okay. You're going to get through this. It's okay, this is not gonna destroy you. This is not going to take you down. You're gonna be okay, we're gonna get through this. We, me and you, you and you, you and yourself, your energy and yourself, because this is the power of it. You're talking with yourself, you're working with your own energy. And a lot of times when we've had experiences, we don't wanna go talk about them. Like, I don't wanna go sit in a therapist's office and then this happened, ah, you know? That has a place. But the place when I personally am breaking down in the night, this is what I need to self-soothe. And it self-soothes and transforms. And this is honestly being one of the best gifts and tools I've ever been given. Still to come, how can we heal our stress and trauma despite resistance from wanting to go there? We go through more practical steps from Lauren's work and how self-care practices, including yoga, can offer relief. We'll be back after a quick break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, you talk a lot about how we can heal our trauma with our energy and and you've explained ways we can do that but how can we do that you know what do we need to do is it a regular thing you know is it something you need to do more heavily when you're first working through it how do you heal yourself with your energy so this is really the program that's in the book the only thing in the universe is energy what does that mean that's kooky that's a crazy thought but it's the truth so i'm going to explain it to you and going to share the science behind that once you start to understand that you are physical and your energy and once you get that and you grok that and i'm going to walk you through it because it's mind-blowing and it's like okay that's a big piece of it well now i want to teach you the language because if you're only energy and you want to communicate with yourself you need to know that language so i'm going to teach you that language and then i'm going to share with you this tool that breaks down everything that's ever happened to you, every experience into five categories. So then you're gonna take your issue, whatever it is, and we're gonna do one at a time because we all have a lot of issues, right? So you're gonna pick the one, like if I could resolve this, things would really be good in my life. They would really be better. This is my primary thing that I wanna resolve right now. Or you could start with, you know what? I just wanna see if this works. I'm gonna take something little and just play with it, okay? So you got your options there, but you're gonna take your issue and you're gonna feed it into this system. And what this system comprises of is an understanding of what is this prong of energy? Cause there's five, there's five areas. So what is this area of energy? What is it about? What does it govern? What emotions does it hold? What parts of the body? What parts of the year? What parts of my life? Then I'm gonna get an understanding. Okay, my experience, my stress is in that area. Okay, that's good, I'm gonna do that. So then you're gonna have some prompts, some journal prompts, and then a practice. And in that practice that you can do anywhere between 20 and 40 minutes, you're gonna work through that issue, whether it's emotional, spiritual, physical, energetic, doesn't matter. You're gonna work through that practice. You're gonna use sounds, poses, um, different movements to get very specific flows of energy going. You're gonna do some journaling at the end and you're gonna see what moved, what didn't, how did that feel? What did I learn that piece of information that I need to learn? Because here's the thing, any issue coming in, you've got five areas and you need to understand a little piece of each of those areas so that you can let that issue go and resolve it. So issue in, cycle of five, resolution. Do you need to keep doing it? As much as you continue to have issues in your life something that you can't resolve, a stress, a traumatic experience, a breakup, a job loss, like whatever it is, and just little things. And the flip of it is, it's so powerful because we're working with our emotions as well. And emotions cause stress in the body and stress cause disease in the body. So we know that emotions connected to disease in the body. But the flip side of that is, not feeling our emotions at all. Going through the days like, I don't have time to get angry, I don't have time to get upset, I don't have time to get sad, but you know what? You're feeling all of those things even if you're not allowing yourself to feel them. You're pressing them down and not pressing that energy of those emotions down negatively affects the body as well. You might be a person that really experiences their emotions a lot and then this practice is great. You get to laugh and cry and all of that without having the story attached. But if you don't wanna do that, if you're like, I don't wanna go into the emotions, 
I am like Grace, not Frankie. I don't know if you have that TV show. Over yeah, there, right? we love it. I'm like, yeah. right? I'm like Grace. I don't want to feel my emotions. That's why I drink four martinis a day. Well, swipe the martinis, but you do these practices and it releases the energy of the emotion without you having to go in like, why am I so angry? What am I angry about? Why am I sad? Okay, now I have to cry about this. You don't. We're going to release the energy from that. And it's sort of like your daily energetic caretaking, just like you, you know, brush your teeth every day, brush your emotions out every day, you brush your hair every day, or else you, you know, your hair gets in knots. So have those emotions every day, brush those emotions out of your body, you do this practice, and then you're good to go. What would you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, what would you say to someone who's like, I don't want to deal with my trauma, I don't want to deal with my emotions, what would you say to that person, what you know, and how it's changed your life? You know, I think there's a couple reasons why we don't want to go into that and deal with our trauma. And one is it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. I'm good right now. If you want me to crack open that nut, I'm going to lose it again. I don't want to do that. I think that's a resistance. But what I have seen and experienced myself and, and experienced through, with my teachers as well is the energy that you use to keep that at bay is exponentially more than the energy to release it. And when you release it, the excess energy that you have is phenomenal. You think about it, it's like winding up to pitch a baseball. If all you ever do is wind up and you never release, you bring this a, a massive amount of kinetic energy into your body and then it just sits in your body. So we need that release. We need to release the energy from our body. That's what we're designed to do. We're designed to have cyclical experiences. We experience something, we feel it, we, we uh, resonate with it. We draw conclusions, we gather information. That was a thing I like to do. I do like to go dancing. I will do that again. And then you do something else and you experience it and you process that information. And yeah, you know what? I don't like to get yelled at. Yep, I'm gonna put that in the pile of things I don't enjoy. But with that information then, the next time someone yells at you, you've got this toolbox of, first I'm gonna put my hand to my forehead because that just stressed me out. And then you're gonna take a pause and you're gonna have what we call an assertive action response. And your assertive action might be, excuse me, that's not an appropriate way to speak to me. If you're upset by something, we can have a conversation about that. That's sort of how you're gonna cycle through, whether you wanna feel and experience those emotions or you just wanna release them so you don't, you're not plagued with, let's say the desire to blank it all out because you've released it. Does trauma not only hold you back in the sense it keeps bringing things into your life again, you know, like whether it's toxic relationships or experiences, but does it hold you back from maybe living your dream or there's something you're really wanting to do and achieve? And does that energy hold you back uh, from achieving that in life and living the life you want? Oh, I think absolutely, 100%. And, and that's a huge reason. You say, you know, why would you encourage people to do this? There's a, there's a couple reasons. One is just like that. You're holding yourself back. You don't even know the light that you could be, the light that you have within, the, the beauty that you could create in your own life and in the world. I mean, if I had had tools to release my trauma all of the times back, you know, how different would my life have been? Now that's a game you can't play, like what if, what if, what if? But I do know moving forward, if I don't release my trauma, I'm gonna throw myself. I mean, a trauma experience is something that stops you from continuing your life in the usual way that you are continuing it. The, the sooner that you release and deal with that trauma, 
the sooner that you can find the path that you want to be on. Now that trauma might've changed that path irrevocably, but you still need to find the path that you're going to be on. Healing feels so much better than being in pain. And here's the other reason, and this is purely selfish, but I'm going to say it. If we each and all took care of ourselves, took care of our traumas, released our, our traumatic imprinting because hurt people hurt people. Those people perpetrating pain and suffering in the world are themselves suffering. We need this sort of Kali moment of stop. That's not okay. And then come back and the nurturing. Why are you so angry? You know, where is this pain coming from? How do we soothe you? How do we help you? If each of us was able to unpack that and release our own embedded traumas, our, our own pain. Yeah, it sounds like the ultimate self-care really. And we do talk a lot about self-love on this and self-care on this podcast. What are some of the ways that you like to take really good care of yourself? I'm sure that yoga is a big part of your practice. Absolutely, absolutely. Energy medicine yoga is, is one of my go-tos. I spend a lot of time outside in nature I love taking baths, being around any kind of water is really healing for me. And if anyone knows me and follows me on any social media, I'm looking around to see if I can see him right now. You know, I'm in love with my little dog, Louie. He's got his own Facebook page. He's like in more Instagram posts than anything to do with energy medicine yoga because animals are really close to the energetic realm. We can feed ourselves and connect ourselves into the energy fields and into the energetic through our pets and animals and through nature and through the physical body. So all of those things that you said, EM yoga practice and, and anything else that you can do outside for me is really powerful. And the other piece is community, right? Being around like-minded individuals, sharing love and joy. What is something you would tell your younger self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her? Wow. I mean, I guess the first and foremost thing would be like, it's okay, you're going to make it. But really, you know, I do spend a lot of time working with teenagers and high school and college students. I wish I had the tools of being able to find love for myself. And that's really what I try to share with them is the most important is loving yourself. And that is one of the root needs for healing. And if you've gone through trauma, you've gone through stress, you might have lost that ability to love yourself, even to like yourself. And I spent a lot of time really disliking myself, every part of myself. And that behavior leads to really self-sabotaging actions against yourself. And so if I could do anything, I would go back to each inflection point in my life where I stopped loving myself or stopped liking myself. And I would just like hug that little Lauren because that's another hallmark of trauma and stress is abandoning yourself. You have found your purpose, something you really love doing and it's able to help others. Do you feel a bit sad though that you had to sort of let go of those dreams of being an actress because of the things you experienced and that trauma? Oh, I mean, for sure. I still have a, a huge love for, for the arts. And, and actually, I, at one point, I wrote and directed and produced a musical. I didn't produce it, but I wrote and directed a musical um, that um, we put on in Montpelier, Vermont, the capital of Vermont. And so I got to like have some experience with that. And, and I really, I encourage that as well in this book. If you have lost your childhood dream or weren't able to satisfy it, what can you do now that could speak to some part of that? Like if you wanted to be in a rock band, can you just cake your guitar out and wail on it on a Thursday night and there you are, you're in a rock band, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't like, I don't have to be in some, you know, blockbuster movie and, you know, winning an Oscar. And 
I mean, the other thing is, who knows what that path would have been for me. I didn't have the tools to support myself, but to keep myself together, I guess is what I meant. Something much worse could have happened to me. And, you know, I remember um, just a few years ago reading an article by Meryl Streep, and she said that she discovered who she was as a person through all the roles she played. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. I discovered who I was through yoga and through all of the, the stripping away of the roles that I had played in my life. At the end of the day, we're still, we're coming to the same thing, is who are you as a person? I feel like Meryl Streep and I got to the same place through wildly different ways, but we ended up at the same place, which is to thine own self be true, to know yourself deeply, to love yourself deeply, accept yourself and your life and your experiences. You know, you hear like, oh, this is the hand you're dealt, what are you gonna do with that or whatever? I like to think of it more in terms of food, I'm a foodie. I'm often joked around that I'm a, um, the Labrador. I'm always thinking about the next meal. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you got, here's the food that you have. What are you going to make with it? You can make so many different dishes with such a limited amount of food. Where are you going to get creative? What are you going to create with these things that you were given? You know, our expectation of what things are going to be is w one of the things that causes us suffering. And if we can just be open to what is and to the new paths that open up, or the new paths that we need to create when we are kicked off another path. Because let's be honest, that happens a lot. We get kicked off a path that we thought, this is great, I love this path, and boom, someone drop kicks you. And you're like, okay, well, I have options here. I can moan and groan about that forever. Or I can say, well, I got kicked over here. <laughs> Let me look around. What's around me here? Well, this is where I'm starting now, and now I'm going to go forward from here. You talk about yoga was how you got to know yourself, you know, like Meryl got to know herself through playing different roles. People like the idea or some people that maybe aren't into yoga like the idea of it and they want to dabble on it. But how did you get to know yourself through doing yoga? Well, I mean, that's a years, years, years long practice, you know, doing meditation, doing breathing practices, doing self-inquiry practices, doing just the physical practice teaches you so much about, so much about yourself. Where do I have balance? Where do I have imbalance in my body? Where do I have differences left to right, front and back, top to bottom? How do I bring those into balance? How do I bring more harmony to my physical body? Just that is a huge learning experience. You know, why do I have pain in this area of my body? What is that telling me? You know, there's a, a, a practice in yoga called Svadhyaya, self-study. You start to look at things in different ways and, and you learn about who you are and how you operate in the world at a deep level, what makes you tick? What makes you operate? Are you coming out of fear? What is the emotion that is dominant in your life? Most of us are dominated by one of these five blanket emotions that goes with one of these five areas that I've been talking about. So are you motivated in stress by fear? When you stressed out, do you get angry? Do you get anxious? Do you worry? Do you grieve? Like, what is your stress response? And then you start to learn, okay, how do I work with that stress response so that I release it so that I don't get stressed every time anything happens? You've given us so much advice during this conversation, but to wrap up, what would be some advice you would like to end on, you would like to share with those listening today? You know, the number one thing that I want to share, and when you read this book, you get to the end, you're going to be like, hey, she did that just like she said she was going to do on that podcast. This work is so simple. You might want to write it off because it's so simple. You might think, really, I have to just do these five practices that she just 
describes in this book and I'm going to heal everything. This work is really easy and elegant and accessible and applicable. You don't have to be able to do the splits or a one arm handstand. It's not that kind of yoga. It's working with you as an energetic being. Once you understand that your whole world is going to open up in ways that you really can't even imagine right now. And that's not to minimize the challenges of trauma at all. I don't mean that you're going to have immediate resolution for uh, from a trauma that you've had in your life, but you are going to get relief and calmness soon. You're going to feel these energy structures shift very, very quickly. You really can take charge of your life and heal yourself. I promise you. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for all this. I've so enjoyed listening to you speak and, and your advice and your and your story. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. It's been great. And you've asked such really beautiful and, and deep questions that I haven't <laughs> been asked before. So I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. That's cool. And just while we're thinking about animals, it's not a dog but I do have a ragdoll cat sitting next to me. She's come during this conversation. She's been all zened out next to me. Nice. Oh, what a cutie. She's giving you that purring, getting your energy aligned to the purring. What a sweetheart. I love her so much. I'm, yeah, like your dog. I'm just obsessed with her. The love that we have for animals. And then we need to, you know, one of the things that you can do is to, to start to transfer that love to yourself. Give yourself that much love. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Club. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, select automatic downloads, leave us a five-star rating and write us a glowing review. These are ways to really help support us and get our podcast out there so others can find us as well. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. I'll leave the link in the show notes. I'm at Belle Crawford and Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok. We'll have videos from our chat, which you can watch as well. And we'll catch you soon. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.